Good morning, church. Woo! God is good. Wow. Somebody say wow. I don't even know where to start. Because God's presence is amazing in this place. And we just want to make sure we keep moving with the Spirit of God. We thank God for all the things that he has spoken to us this morning. I just want to encourage somebody and say, write them down. Write them down. Carry a notebook or have a phone that has good notes. Write these things down. They will carry you when you need it. God spoke a lot of profound things. The worship was amazing. And God is in this place. I hope we are all feeling it. I, ho I hope we are all hearing it. So God, we pray this morning. I am just standing in here as your vessel. These are your people, God. I'm just a conduit, God. I pray that you speak through me. May your name and only your name and always be glorified. We thank you, God, for changing lives. We thank you for transforming lives in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your spirit. Your Holy Spirit does the work. I pray that as your word is being preached, that the Holy Spirit does the work. From the smallest baby to the oldest person in this gathering, may your spirit do wonders. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Wow, God is good. I have, I have my sermon, don't worry. I'm just... There was, there was a, when, when the worship team was singing one of the songs, it, 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 it had these words, and I captured them. And the church of Christ was born. Then the Spirit lift the flame. Now this gospel of truth, now this gospel of truth of old shall not kneel, shall not faint. Just want to declare these words this morning, that the gospel of God shall not kneel, shall not faint. There are men in the past, there are people in the past who thought they could bring the gospel of Jesus. But here we are today. We are standing. Our time will pass. And this young generation will carry this gospel of truth, this gospel of old. It will not kneel. It will not fail. No matter what type of leaders rise up in our generation and try to dissuade or push away the young people from God. I have a message for them this morning. This gospel of old, 
the gospel of truth, the gospel of Jesus Christ will not fail. It will not faint, but it will go from strength to strength. Are you with me, church? Hello. Whether, whether, whether you are seated here and you believe in Jesus or you don't for whatever reason, but let me tell you one thing. There was a king, King Nebuchadnezzar, in the Bible who put a statue and called the whole nation and everyone else bowed down before the statue except three guys. They said, no, we are not bowing down before this. And God appeared. And let me tell you, this gospel of old, this gospel of truth, this gospel of Jesus Christ shall not fail, shall not kneel. It is in motion. It will move from strength to strength. Right now we might appear, oh, I feel like I'm changing my sermon. Right now we might appear like we are weak as Christians. Things might appear as if they are not moving. But let me tell you, the same God that used to work during the times of Elijah, the same God who made Elijah run and overtake the chariots of, 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 of Ahab, he is the same God who lives in our time of TikTok, who lives in our time of Instagram. He is the same God. Come on, church, can you hear that? We have a God who's alive. <laughs> Woo! God is alive. Our God is not dead. He is alive. Young people, he is alive. They may tell you what they want. God is God. They may tell you that Christianity is rubbish. God is God. You may choose not to say, I am not religious or whatever term you use. God is God. He is the same God who worked through Joseph. He works through us today. Hello? Are you with me, church? These lights are kind of like blinding me, so I can't see your expressions. Just want to declare that. The kingdom of God is in motion. It will not fail. It will not die. This kingdom has life. You might deny it. You might turn a blind eye. But let me tell you, this is the right place to be at. Come on, church, are you hearing me? They deliberately blinded me so that I don't see your expressions. I feel like I'm in the glory zone, so I'm just going to call. Yes. Thank you, Kim. We need it. We need to know that. The title of my sermon today is Grow, Dig, and Establish Your Roots Deep in Jesus. I have the following scriptures. I'm just going to give it them to you. And in case I, as I run through, you don't get them. I have Matthew 13, verse 3 to 6. Luke 8, verse 11 to 13. Ezekiel 31, verses 3 to 7. Jeremiah 17, verse 7. 
Right. See that they've put the title there. May you please put a scripture for me there. And the scripture that I have, I'm just going to read what I had in my book here. And he told them many things in parables, saying, A sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell by the roadside, and the birds, birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on the rocky ground, where they had not much soil. At once they sprang up, once they sprang up, they had depth of soil, but when the sun rose, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they dried up and withered away. Now, the meaning of the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Those along the traveled road are the people who have heard the word. Then the devil comes and carries away the message out of their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. Those upon the rock who when they received it and welcomed it with joy but they had no firm root. They believed for a while, and in time of trial and temptation, they fell away. So the title of my sermon, as I already mentioned, is Grow, Establish, Dig Your Roots Deep in Christ. Why are we talking about roots? And obviously, when you start talking about roots, we need to start talking about trees, right? We know that the roots are important for trees or any plant, right? I could take you to a science lesson right now and start asking you, why are roots important for any tree or any plant, right? Anyone who's brave to tell me? Anyone? Any volunteer? That's where they get things, Betty. I like that. Anyone else who's brave? You want to try? <laughs> okay, no problem. Right. So, the roots, they bring nutrients and water to all parts of the tree. They are very important in anchoring the tree to the ground. They determine its alignment and stability. They are also important for storing the nutrients for the future use. And they also fight competition from other trees. That's how roots are important in every tree. And that's why when it comes to us as the children of God, we need to dig our roots deep in Jesus Christ. We need to establish our roots deep in Jesus Christ. We need to make sure our roots grow deep in Jesus Christ. And you're probably asking yourself, why? Why is it important that you dig your roots deep in Jesus Christ, especially in this time and season? Right? Number one, Jesus is the way the truth, and the life. Hello, church? Are you still with me? Jesus is the way, 
the truth and the life. So if you dig your roots deep in him, you are digging, you are securing yourself, you are securing your life on somebody, on a God that you can trust, on a God that you can rely on. Hello? Secondly, so that you do not get scorched, so that you do not dry up or wither away when life challenges come. Let me stay a little bit on that one, and let's go back to that scripture in Matthew, in Matthew chapter 3, verse 7. It says, but when the sun arose, they were scorched, because they had no root, they dried up and withered away. I was born again in 2005. I think I was born again a few years before that, but maybe I wasn't serious until my pastor said, can you be serious? And then I had to recommit my life to God. I remember many people telling me that, and they say to me, oh, young man, we have seen a lot of people like you who come with this fire, and then it dies down. And then they told me, we have seen pastors fall by the wayside. We have seen the bishops fall by the wayside. And you are also going to do the same thing. And these were old men, old guys, that they thought they would, they would be encouraging me. One of them told me, oh, I was just like you. I liked prayer. I liked telling people about Jesus. But then I died. I remember talking back to one of them and said, maybe there was something that was missing in your life. Maybe you had not dug your roots deep in Jesus. Hello, church? So if you don't dig your roots deep in Jesus, any slight thing can offset you. Hello? If you come to the church, no one smiles at you. You're like, oh, I'm not going back there. I'm going to look for another church because people at Christ Central are not nice. When I came from Zimbabwe and we came to this church, I, I usually tell this story. I deliberately went and joined the welcome team. My plan, I was like, I want to know everyone in this church. I know they might not care about me, not that you don't care, but their lives going on, I'm just new. So I must show up and say, hi, my name is Passionate. And I'm, so, I'm sure some of you were surprised. They're like, oh, who's this African guy welcoming us to our church? Hello, church, are we together? So I stood there. I remember vividly the first service I came, I was welcomed by Win and Janice, you know? And I was like, I'm going to join the welcome team. I joined the welcome team. And I feel, I might forget your names, but I feel I've talked maybe to 80, 85% or 95% of the people in the church. But I've just been here for, I don't know, less than three years. So if you dig your roots deep in Christ, when the sun comes up, when the devil comes up, when things, when situations change in life, you will not be scorched. I have had my friends that we used to pray together. And it cuts through my heart. Some have been scorched. Some have dried, died. You know, some have dried up because they did not dig their roots deep in Christ. Why should you 
take your roots deep in Christ. Man can disappoint, but Jesus does not. Hello, church. Let me tell you, I, can, I probably have disappointed a lot more people in life. I don't know. Maybe. I'm sure you have done. We are not perfect. But God will not disappoint you. Hello? If you ask Gary, if you ask Joe, if you ask Mark, they've been with the Lord for 30-something years. If you ask him, many other people here, they'll tell you, God will not disappoint you. So do yourself a favor today and trust in him and move with him because he's the only source. He's the only person who will not take advantage of you. I am preaching today. Tomorrow I might take advantage of you, but Jesus will not. So dig your roots deep down in Jesus. People die. Rebecca is my wife. She loves me, she trusts me, but I can die tomorrow. I might be preaching here today, and I wake up and I'm gone. Hello? It's real. I'm not prophesying that I'm going to die, but it's real. Scary as it is. But if Rebecca digs her roots deep in Jesus, she will not be shaken. She will not be hopeless. She will know that, yes, I am sad, I'm heartbroken, but Jesus is with me. Hello, church? So let's take our roots deep in Jesus. What else? He supplies all our needs according to his riches in glory. If, so if you trust in Jesus and take your roots, you are just like what we are doing, talking about the plant, right? Cemented or having the roots. It trusts the roots that the roots will bring the water. It will bring the nutrients. And so does God. I like my, the testimony from my, from my brother, uh, Kinyanga, when he talks about where he used to be in, you know, in life in Burundi and how God changed things around. I don't know how many of you understand some of, uh, some of us if we talk about these African testimonies, especially people from Fredericton, where you have such a beautiful snow, you have beautiful buildings. I don't know whether it makes sense to you when Kinyanga stands up and says, there was no food. I was praying that the mosquito goes away. I don't know whether that makes sense for a typical person here who has never experienced that. But we can tell you, we have seen God come through when there was no hope as mama was sharing when, when, when you have no idea what am I going to eat in the next three days, and then God shows up. And I'm here to tell you, people who were born in Fredericton, like Angela was mentioning, when you're born in Fredericton, went to high school in Fredericton, and married a guy from Nova Scotia, and had children in here, you know, and everything has been good. You don't need to experience that. Just trust God when we share these testimonies. God brought us from Tanzania. God brought us from Zimbabwe. God brought us from Burundi. God brought us from Kenya to be here today to encourage you that he supplies all your needs according to his riches in glory. He's a supplier. I was touched when I saw these wonderful guys, wonderful guys, which is becoming a rare thing from Nova Scotia, you know, 
and I met the other ones from PEI, and I met the other ones from Newfoundland, coming all the way just to worship God within this weekend. Hello? What about some of us who are just at home and watching Netflix? Netflix has no... If you see guys driving, say, driving from all the way from Newfoundland, flying, spending their money, and coming here, it shows that this Jesus, this Jesus is alive. This Jesus is powerful. I heard that the guys were coming from PI, had a breakdown, and Mark went to pick them at 1 p.m. God is at work. Don't take lightly these things. Are we together, church? Am I making sense there? Dig your roots deep in Jesus. You will not be disappointed. He is the rock of all ages. You know, the Bible talks of a time when two people, one person built his house on a rock and another one built their house on a sand. When the storm came, the one who had built their house on a sand, it was wiped down. But the one who had built their house on the rock, who is Jesus, the house stood. And I'm encouraging us today. I was like reflecting when, when, when Joe was mentioning that there's going to be, I know they didn't want to call it a conference, but kind of like a mini conference or camp for, the, for those between 80s, 18 and late 20s. Then I was like, ah, I'm in my 30s. And I'm not in my early 30s. I was like, I am old. <laughs> no, for my age. So for my age, I was like, I never thought I would grow this much. I have two kids. I was like, wow, this is me. Once upon a time, I was a teenager. Now I can look at somebody who's 18 years and say I'm double your age. I was like, wow, I have grown. Hello? But I decided to build my life on the rock who is Jesus. Like I mentioned last time when I was standing in here, that I am standing in here today, and I'm not saying this boastfully, but encouraging you. Because if I had not built my roots on Jesus, I would not be here. I would be maybe tired and sleeping after an all-night partying and drinking. I'm sorry if there are some of you who do that and still came to church, you did well. I would not be here. I would have not maybe... I would have gone to a nightclub or I would, I don't know what I would be. But I'm here today encouraging you and saying, grow, establish your roots deep in Jesus. Are we together, church? He's the rock of all ages. From generation to generation, from strength to strength, he is our God. He is faithful. So let's grow our roots deep in him. You know, as I continue on that, if you go to Ezekiel uh, 31, verse 3 to 7, it talks about uh, the cedar. There's a tree that is called the cedar, and many in the Bible is usually phrased as the cedar of Lebanon, right? And this tree has some amazing attributes. So when you establish your roots deep in Jesus, this is what you might do, or this is what you are likely to do. 
They say that if the cedar of Lebanon has fair long branches, forest-like shade, high stature, with its top among the clouds. Right? So what happens? Then the birds want to come there and rest there. What do the branches do? They provide shade. So when, when we begin to establish ourselves and we begin to be a rooted in Christ, we begin to influence our communities. We begin to influence our families. We begin to change situations like us. When people look at passionate, they are not seeing a social misfit. They are not seeing a criminal, but they will see somebody who's contributing to our society, just like what the cedar of Lebanon does. You know, when you read the Bible, in this, in this write-up, it was equated to Syria, and w that's another, the, another topic for another time. But I just want to focus on that. So they say that its deep roots, it made it grow very tall and towered higher than all trees. You know, so when your roots are deep, deep down in Jesus, you grow. Even when you have your friends around, they can see. Do you know that people can see what is inside of you? Even if you don't say it, if you don't mention it, they can see. They can tell that there's something of God inside of you. I remember when I was in, Zim in Zimbabwe, many young guys would come to me and say, can you be my mentor? Can you be my mentor? And I was like, ah, oh, my friend, I am still trying to figure out my life, you know? And they'll be like, oh, then I started asking them, why do you want me to be your mentor? They will be like, I see your life. You seem to be organized. You seem to be focused. I need somebody like that who can help guide me. And then I was like, ah, you know, I don't know what you are seeing, you know? Because I was just going through my own struggles during that time, you know? And quite a number of people came. And I ended up talking to my pastor. I'm like, I'm having these guys coming and saying they want me to mentor them. They want me to. And he was like, it's a good time because God has set you out there as the light and the salt. We have young people in here. They need us as parents to be the source of hope. They need us if I'm, eight, if, if I'm 36 now and there's somebody who's 18 or 20, they need to look at me and see hope. Hello, church? That's what happens when you established yourself. They said birds made their nests in its baths while under its branches all the wild beasts of the field brought forth their young and its shadow dwelt all of great nations. You know, that's the cedar of Lebanon. You can see that it's solving problems in the society, right? They say, if you read the, the Bible again, say, it was a beautiful in its greatness, the length of its branches for its root was by many greatness, great waters. It was also used for construction. It produced some aromatic, sweet-smelling fragrances because 
the cedar of Lebanon had deep roots. It was able to gather nutrients. It was able to give, to get water. Let me tell you something. Right now, as we live in this life, we might think we have it all figured out until moments like COVID come. We don't know what might happen in the next five years. I have my life planned for the next 10 years, 15 years, but I have no idea what might happen. But as long as I am rooted in Christ, then I'm assured. There was one powerful song which, 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 uh, we, which Ella was singing that was talking about that my future is secure because of Jesus Christ. So I'm here to encourage us, church, that let's grow our roots deep in Jesus Christ. Let's continuously seek his face. Let's continuously worship him. You probably might be asking yourself a question. What can we do to continuously grow our roots deep in Christ? Give your life to Christ. That's the starting point. Hello? I'm about to offend a few people here. I was trying to find a better word not to offend much and say I'm about to edge people, but right now I think I'm about to offend people. Can you look at your neighbor with for a second? Look at your neighbor. Church, I'm serious. Look at your neighbor. I see some people are looking at me. Look at your neighbor and ask them. Talk. We're going to talk as a church for a few seconds. Ask them this question. Are you born again? Come on, church. Ask your neighbor, are you born again? Christ central, Christ central. Come on. Let's try again. Can you ask your neighbor a question? Are you born again? Uh, that's the excitement I want to hear. Right. Let's take it to higher a little bit. Ask them this question. Say, when did you, like, when did you give your life to Christ? I like what's happening. People are talking. Josh, when did you give your life to Christ? You forgot, Josh. Ah, okay. Right. So that is the starting point. We need to give our lives to Christ. If there is anyone here today, church, as you were talking, who is not born again, we have Mark we have Joe, we have Gary, we have El, uh, Oli, we have Angela, we have Hazel, we have Kim. Talk about, talk to them. Say, I want to know this Jesus because that is the starting point. I might be talking about roots in Christ, but you are not yet in the kingdom. So you need to make that decision. You are not going to die. People have given their lives to TikTok. I don't know why I'm talking about TikTok today. People are so brave. They will go on TikTok and they will put videos, especially the young generation, of them twerking, doing all sorts of nonsense. But they will not put their videos on TikTok talking about Jesus because they think it's embarrassing. But I'll tell you what, after 10 years, 
when when you are married and then your kids go on TikTok and then they start seeing their videos like mama that was you but if you go on TikTok and talk about Jesus you will give hope to somebody hello church we need to speak salvation we need to give our life to Christ it doesn't matter whether it's North America it doesn't matter whether it's in China we need to preach Christ and people be saved so if you are seated in here today and you have not given your life to Christ, you need to do it. And you will not die. You will be transformed from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. Hello, church. Are we still together? We need to study his word with revelation and prayerfully. I've been amazed by North Americans because I think I always respect you for being good readers people who read books. I see a lot of people talking. But I've seen people put books that they read, but I've seen fewer people talking about reading the Bible. Yet that book has life. Let's read the Word of God. Let's immense ourselves in the Word of God. And just don't read it with like a novel, but read it desiring to get a revelation. Read it prayerfully. I don't know whether that makes sense. Moses gave a commandment to Joshua, and he said, This book of law shall not what? Depart from your mouth. But what are you going to do? You shall meditate on it day and, and observe to do what it says. This is my Bible. I don't know how many years I've had this Bible. It's an amplified version. It's one of my most valuable ex uh, investment. You can see how it looks like. I bought it, I think it's as old as I am in Christianity right now. And it, I bought it with my first salary. And I invested. And I carry it. I love it. It's so dear. I would rather leave some clothes when I'm flying and carry my Bible. Because there's life in here. I know phones are very pretty handy, but let's have the Bible. Let's read the word of God. I am a child of God. When I'm weak, then I'm strong. I am the head and not the tail. When you feel like you're losing your identity, this word of God will give you identity. Hello, church. I hope you're with me there. We need to be engaged. Be involved. Be engaged. Be involved. Don't be isolated. We know we are coming from a COVID situation where isolation seemed like a prime thing. But now, we need to be engaged. When, 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 when Joe and the other leadership are sending out messages and said, let's come for fuel. Let's come for the youth conference. Let's come. Let's come. Don't give any excuse. Oh, I urge you not to give any excuses. <laughs> Hello, church. It's amazing. I remember one sermon that Mark once preached in here, and he showed a video. I think it was of a buffalo, if I remember well. And then the lion attacked, you know? Buffaloes are very good when they are united. You know that like when buffaloes unite, they can kill a lion. I've seen quite a number of videos from Na National Geographic Wildlife. Buffaloes totally decimating a lion when they fight together. But one of the buffaloes that Mark showed us decided to go astray. What happened? The pride of lion came and finished it. Church, I encourage you. I urge you. When there are programs that are set in the church, 
let's be involved. Be part of a life group. Be part of a youth group. Be part of whatever program is set. And from there, you will meet people who will encourage you in the Lord, who will help your roots to go deeper. You have people you are accountable to. I've always spoken whenever I, I'm asked to preach in here, I've always spoken about my life group. They've been such an inspiration. Now we've just graduated from being a group that was put together from church to meet every Wednesday. We've become a family. We've become friends. So you mustn't live in isolation when there's so many people around you. Worship God even if the environment around you is not conducive or is not friendly. If you, look, if you read the Bible, the Bible says there was a time when the voice of God was very rare. Young people. But Samuel was found ministering to God. Hello? You know the story of Samuel? At the same time, Hophni and Phineas were doing bird things in the church. They were sleeping with the girls who were ushers, the people who were serving in the, in the house of God. But the Bible says Samuel was found worshiping God. There are so many things in our life today that want to destroy lives of young people. There are so many people who out there who are trying to tell you your identity, who are trying to tell you you are like this and blah, blah, blah. But let me tell you, your identity is in the word of God. Worship him. They might laugh at you for coming to church. That's okay. But later, tomorrow, you will show them the way. They might throw you in the pit, but you will rescue them tomorrow. Hello, church? Dig your roots deep in Christ. Establish your roots deep in Christ. Joseph's brothers thought they had done with him. But he's the same guy when the famine struck that saved them. The people that are laughing at you today, you are going to be their redeemer tomorrow. I always look at this as a miracle. I never anticipated I'll meet all these people. I didn't know you before I came in here. Now I know you. That's a miracle. God brought us together for a purpose. So if you are sitting today in Christ Central and hearing the word of God, that means God has a purpose for you. You are very important. You are very integral in this church. So we need to worship God together. We need to bless the name of God together in Jesus' mighty name. Are we together, church? If you read in Psalm 1, it talks of, of the fact that if you dig your roots deep in Jesus, if you are planted by Jesus, you will be like that tree that bears the fruits on time because you are rooted in Christ. So we want to pray, church, as I just finish. I come from Zimbabwe. I was so excited to see my brother here. In Zimbabwe, you know, when we call each other brothers, I've seen some of the people from Nigeria, Lesotho, they are my brothers. So I have my older brother here. I told him that I was going to ambush him. Faro, please come forward. You know him? I do like, I do like John. Now comes the one whose sandals I'm not worthy to untie. <laughs> he doesn't like that. 
but we want to pray. God brought us, he was telling me his testimony. You know him better than me. He was telling me his testimony of how God spoke many years ago. And I never knew him. Here we are today. Black Zimbabweans telling you, dig your roots deep down in Jesus Christ. Woo!